everyone. Thank you for joining us for Tea and Tales, the podcast where we drink a lot of tea and we talk about tales relating to a specific topic. This week's topic is dinosaurs. Woohoo! Hey, Emily, give me a dinosaur sound. That's Emily. (laughs) That's Sarah. Hey, Sarah. And Erica. (laughs) <laughs> She's a little dinosaur. I'm a, I'm a comfy. <laughs> you're a what's Ducky? A big mouth? A big Wait, mouth. you're not a big mouth. <laughs> oh. Ducky's a big mouth and she's little. Oh my god. She's you're not a long neck, but she does say, I have a long neck. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm blowing up your whole spot. I'm leaving. No, Wait, no, leave my house. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. In the middle of the street. <laughs> Our tea today. <laughs> is Maui Mango from Tiesta Tea. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time we've gotten tea from Tiesta. There's a lot of teas in that sentence. Um, they specialize in blends. And I don't know about you guys, this is fantastic. This is so the good. The aroma is delightful. The taste is very good. It's an alluring shade of yellow. Yeah. Or what's a fancy word for yellow? Um, Chartreuse. I don't know why ochre came to head. That's not a... Um, sun-kissed. Yes, it's a sun-kissed yellow. It's it looks naturally mango. sweet, so you don't have to mm-hmm. add sugar. Mm-hmm. It's very good. It's an herbal tea that has pineapple, orange, mango, safflower, hibiscus, marigold, and strawberry. It's so good. And it is caffeine-free, of course, because it's an herbal tea. But um, Yeah, they're a relatively small company, and they just make a lot of different blends, and they're fabulous. I, just, I cannot recommend this one enough. It's so good. So good. good. And we're drinking this one, um, A, because Jurassic Park was filmed in Hawaii, and we are obviously going to talk about Jurassic Park today. But also, uh, it takes place in Costa Rica, which has a pretty large export of mangoes and pineapples. So, there mm-hmm. we go. In a seamless transition, I'm going to talk about how I'm wearing a Jurassic Park shirt. Woo! That wasn't a dinosaur in the background. That was my dog. That wasn't a seamless transition. <laughs> That's okay. We have two out of the three of us wearing um, Jurassic Park attire. I am not wearing wearing someone. (laughs) I'm wearing dinosaur socks that Erica gave me for Christmas. There you go. So green earrings. And green earrings, but you know. What is the green for? Dinosaurs are green. Sometimes. You know, it's interesting you say that. Here's a seamless transition. (laughs) Apparently, the doctor of paleontology that was on set, Dr. Jack Horder for Jurassic Park, wanted Spielberg to cover most of the dinosaurs in colorful feathers. Um, Obviously, Spielberg said no. But at the time... He and he was also the inspiration for Dr. Grant, like by Creighton. Mm-hmm. And at the time, a lot of scientists kind of were not on board with the whole birds are the like descendants of dinosaurs mm-hmm. deal. And now it's a much more widely accepted thing. So maybe the dinosaurs were very brightly colored, or maybe they were green. You just Who knows? gave me a found memory, which is uh, could be under fun, uh, honorable mentions. I'm gonna say it now. Uh, in the book series, the Keeper of the Lost Cities, uh, the people that she ends up living with, they take care of dinosaurs, and they like are electric green and they have feathers. Ooh, that's so, fun. Yeah, yeah he fun. wanted to do a bunch of those, and in the book, I know the raptors are like yellow with like a purple streak. Ooh, like a race. Why did Spielberg? We were robbed. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> I want to be serious. Right, right, how, how much harder would it be to make dinosaurs scary if they? looked like festival I mean like big (laughs) green they could have been purple we don't know who's to say they weren't exactly but don't you think if they were purple they wouldn't blend with their environment very well do we know so maybe maybe the like 
purple. <laughs> maybe like the hunters and packs wouldn't be that, but like maybe a T Rex could have been like neon green. We don't know. Maybe he, didn't he didn't need to hide from anybody. I mean, well, what if only... he had feathers? Feathers, neon green feathers. Yeah, yeah. he's Pave from he is Animal Crossing. <laughs> Rainbow, <laughs> bring Rainbow me feathers. <laughs> For those of you who don't play Animal Crossing, we're recording this right after festival, <laughs> and we have PTSD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't I play it for that. very long. I was I like, catch a feather. I did. Just I was it. actually reorganizing my back to Minecraft. That. I go. <laughs> So, tell us some more uh, fun facts about Jurassic Park. Also, right. let's talk about Jurassic Park. Right. Let's talk about Jurassic Park. Jurassic well, so, Park. I feel like Jurassic Park is probably one of the most seen movies in all of movies. So, I'm not going to summarize it. I don't think we need to. But I personally have seen the movie are there very dinosaurs? <laughs> That's true. We did watch it last week to refresh our memory. Uh, it came out in 1993. Um, you weren't even born. It's true. My movie came out before your movie. I I um I saw this in theaters when I was seven. Oh, it is still a matter. Did you of, cry a little? I did. I cried a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it is a matter of contention amongst my parents to this day that he thought my dad thought it was okay for me to see it after he had seen it and knew what it was and he was like, I um, know. I watched a lot of it between my fingers, like with my head tucked into my mom's shoulder. Showtime. The raptor kitchen scene has scarred me for a long time. But it became one of my favorite movies. I have watched it so many times. I think there's been a couple of comments on my Facebook post about how that movie scared people also as kids. I mean, if you think about it, so like, obviously you weren't born. You were very wee. Like was quite wee. She was quite wee. (laughs) I was old enough to remember that time in my life where... Like, we hadn't seen, of course, anything like this. And mm-hmm. the technology still holds up because it's, like, the combination of CGI and practical. It's very good. But up until this time, like, nothing like this had ever been in a movie. And it's such an influential thing. So to see even just the brontosaurus in the beginning, like, it's just... Like, so like the reaction of, like, Alan Grant, where he, like, falls down, was the reaction of the people in the movie theater. Like, people were gasping. And it was just, like, for me, it was a terrifying movie experience. But <laughs> before they start eating everyone, like, I remember just being like, wow. Like, this is amazing. Because wow. we had never seen anything like this. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was, so it's it was terrifying because... They looked real. Like, we hadn't... I mean, we... Again, Sarah said we watched this movie last week. They... It still held up. Like, it looks real when yeah. you watch it. They also go ahead and put in a couple kid-age people for the kids out there mm-hmm. to be real scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I... Yeah, I was kid about age. the age of the young boy. Mm-hmm. I was... I think he was a little bit younger than him. Why and did I just, just let go of that? I know. I was thinking the then. same thing. Like, come on. You had so I'm much gonna time. I'm going to count to three. As Small children as aren't the smartest, so he was scared. <laughs> Um, but I do have a couple of fun facts about it. I know we like the fun facts. We mm-hmm. love a fun um, fact. Jim Carrey was originally the front runner for the character of Ian Malcolm, which was Can of course you played by uh, even imagine. Wow, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, no. And now I'm talking to myself. <laughs> oh, you want us to come to your island? Sure. I mean, to be fair, though, now that I mean, he doesn't really act that much anymore. But his serious roles, he's actually been quite good in. So. But that's not what he would have done then. That? Yeah, I was like, how do you think he would have spun that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was filmed on uh, Kauai Island in Hawaii, which was they're interrupted by a hurricane, which caused multiple T-Rex malfunctions because of all the rain. Mm. 
Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say because of all the rage, and I was like, me too, T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just another one before we talk a little bit about, like, our favorite pieces of it. Um, they did do some, uh, obviously, like, we don't know what dinosaurs moved like, however they can figure stuff out based on the skeletons, but they did take some intentional artistic liberty. So, like, the scene that I talked about with the brontosaurus, where it leans back on its hind legs, that wouldn't have been physically possible based on the skeletons. What? So they, like, shortened the legs CGI-wise so we could do that. And also the T-Rex would have moved slower. They assume. Oh, we have a chance. Yeah. So So that Jeep, it wouldn't have been quite as close, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But so what are, I guess, what's your favorite dinosaur from the original Jurassic Park? I mean, T-Rex, probably. I was going to say, if you're going to take T-Rex, I'll take the raptors. Kid. Raptors are good, too. They're so scary. They're terrifying. Yeah. I think like, they're terrifying. They you across the belly, and all your innards spill out. Like, oh, all right, yeah. cool. <laughs> that is a little bit much. Where he's like, here's a nail that I have, and I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> and then he drops it. He's like, this doesn't mean anything anymore. I sleep in a tree. <laughs> I also remember, like, as a kid, because, of course, I was the age where dinosaurs, like, everyone really liked them, especially the boys thing. in my class mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, no. Nobody really, I mean, obviously raptors are a thing that existed, but nobody really knew them as kids or be like, they weren't popular. Like everyone knew what a T-Rex was or the Brachiosaurus and the Triceratops and Stegosaurus. But literally like the raptors were brought into pop culture by this movie because people were like what are these things oh my god they're scary as heck they and like, are scary but as like a kid like those were not dinosaurs that people I mean I'm sure there were boys in my class that were obsessed <laughs> and could have told me about velociraptors but <laughs> but at the time like kids didn't know what those were and well, then they definitely did <laughs> what's your favorite dinosaur for the movie Probably the raptors. Mm-hmm. They're good. And what they like spitter rats called? Um, Dilophosaurus, I think. Something like that. Those guys are great. They kill the bad guy. Yeah, they're scary. Yeah. I do like the Stegosaurus in, I think, the Lost World movie as well. I always thought Stegosauruses were cool. Are they the ones with like the spines that go down? Yeah, and then they mm-hmm. have the tail. And they have the spiky tail. Yeah. I saw, um, I think it was in the Natural History Museum in New York, they have a Stegosaurus. Uh, skeleton, skeleton oh. and it was very cool to see. We like all put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one. I think we went and saw one at a museum because we never go to museums for, when we go to the city. We see shows, what? but we went because it was raining and whatever. So we went in, and there was like a giant skeleton. It was very cool. I just think like you think you know how big they are until you see the skeletons put together, and you're like, oh, they're way bigger. And no, they're self to sleep like, like a moose, like a moose. You you think you know how big a moose you is, don't. but you don't. However big you think a moose <laughs> is, it's, it's like ten times bigger. <laughs> twice, yep, yep. The dinosaurs are like that, but thirty times bigger. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, what's your? I guess what's your favorite? What's your favorite scene from Jurassic Park? Like, what stuck with you over the years? Uh, I mean, I liked the kids. When the screen pops down through the thing. And yeah, the tell us a fun, tell us a fun fact the about fun that. fun fact about that is that they did not know that that screen was going to pop down, and it scared them for real. And of course, that's the take they used. <laughs> Didn't you say something about, like, that screen is 2020 or something? <laughs> Coming down. Coming down. Um, Could I, you imagine as a kid, though? In no. That Jeep, like, you know you're safe. acting. Yeah. You're already probably scared a bit because this, like, giant animatronic T-Rex is coming at the window. Mm-hmm. And then it comes through the car. You're probably losing your mind. I'd be like, what? <laughs> just, yeah. I, I really like the kitchen scene with the raptors. I think it's just, I mean, yeah. it's very classic. And uh, there's also the fun fact about how the girl uh, went in the thing and with the mirror 
Because like yeah, she sees the reflection because she can get the thing to close. And you and think so, it's going to get her. Mm-hmm. I liked, I remember That's as a kid good. being like, they can eat as much as they want. Look at that jello. She just has so much, like she could just eat whatever she wants. <laughs> right. <It's> jello. <laughs> it's just oh, so she's going to die, but she can eat whatever she wants. <laughs> Eating all the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> just eat all the ice cream. It's going to go bad anyways. Watching that scene again was super depressing. I'm like, his whole like island and plan is falling apart. And he's just like, I guess I'll eat ice cream because it's going to go bad. Yeah, in the book, he's more of a villain that's just, like, compl- I mean, he still has, like, the hubris in the movie, and but he really believes, like, no, we can save this. Whereas I like that the Hammond in the movies is like, oh, we done messed up. We like, are done. This is bad. <laughs> this is very bad. And when we're in the book, he's just like, no, no, just a couple people have died. Like, we can still save this. <laughs> like, people have so when, like, he, as spoiler alert, in the book dies by compy death, and that he, like, trips and falls, and then... Like dozens of compies end up just basically eating him to death. Father, in little we will consume. Him. Yeah, it's a <laughs> terrible death, but like he, you definitely are like he earned that in the book. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think if you had to watch Richard Attenborough get eaten by compies, people would be real sad. Yeah, yeah. The, the, they do use that death though for a paleontologist in the sequel. Mm-hmm. They were like, "This is a good death. We're just <laughs> this is a good death. We just not yeah. him." I agree that the T-Rex one is probably the one that stuck with me. Probably because the raptor one scared me so much. Mm -hmm. I still love it. Um, But for me, it's also the Jeep with Malcolm on the back. And and he's like, must go faster, must go faster. (laughs) What does he say? (laughs) Tell Dr. Hammond we had a great weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That character is so great. The (laughs) objects in Mirror are closer than they appear. Like, (laughs) always sticks with me, even when I'm driving to this day. Oh, that's good. so, fun fact, uh, do you know how they did the water glass scene? With guitar the, string. The guitar string, Attached yeah. underneath the table. Okay. I, I had a little Jurassic Park phase. Yeah, it wasn't that, like Star Wars level or like well, Lord yeah. of the Rings, but it I, was there. I read that the way the inspiration for that to even just have the water cup there was that Steven Spielberg was listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire in his car, <laughs> and the bass was making ripples in his coffee, and he was like, "I know how we can make it like show that the T Rex is." Coming. Oh, Steven! <laughs> I, I mean, if you're gonna listen to a band and rock out in your car, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate how that that scene has come back and to like other forms of media. The only one that pops into my head right now is uh, Family on Parents because like I thought you were gonna say Gravity Falls. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna mention that later. I saw that side. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like he's like mustn't move, mustn't make a sound, and like there's a little cup of milk, and it's like doing the double, double, like you know, with the sound effect. Yeah, like, cartoons they do it all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's just like it's it's very cool for that that reference. Good. I have a fun fact. Who's the who played the the young blonde girl? Um, well, her name is Lex, but I don't remember what the actress's name is. The girl had to, her audition for the role was standing in front of a camera and screaming. Good, like many of the children's were. And he <laughs> said, um, "I probably Steven Spielberg, but whoever did the casting was watching like video after video, and her scream was the only one that caused his wife to like run into the room and oh, be yeah. like." Are our kids dying? Like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> she, here we go. Good. Well, in the in the book, the kids' ages are switched, mm-hmm. and they're a little bit different. So Tim is the brainiac one who ends up being, like, the hacker and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Lex is just kind of whiny. So I like that they developed the younger sibling a little bit more. Mm-hmm. The reason they switched them, like, they had no intention to, but apparently Joe Mazzello auditioned for Hook a couple years prior, and Spielberg really liked him, but he was like, you're too young for this role. But 
like, give it a year. I have a movie for you. And so he called him back and was like, please come in. I want you to be this kid that's terrorized by, like, dinosaurs for two hours. Because that poor kid, like... He, he's bleeding out of his ear. I feel like other than the ones that actually die, he has the worst time throughout the movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, Something that Sarah notices when they're sitting on the tree and they're, like, going to sleep, and then, like, the dinosaur comes over to eat, like, the bottom of his shoes aren't dirty, and it made her so mad. The continuity. Because, like, his whole face and his shirt (laughs) and everything are dirty. But, like, the bottom of his boots are, like, completely clean. Like, he put on a new (laughs) pair of boots in the tree. So they have never touched (laughs) their shoes. And there they are. Here's your tree boots. (laughs) Why? That's such an error. Um, Your movie's so good. Why is this error? Can we talk about the music? No. Can we? Oh, yes, we can't. Sorry. (laughs) We're going to move on. Anyways, I still find it to be a travesty that John Williams did not even get a nomination for an Oscar for the score. Did he get nominated for something else? For Schindler's Schindler's List, List. which he did win. Mm -hmm. So both him and Spielberg were working on the two films at the same time, which... What a contrast. <laughs> um, and apparently, like, Spielberg didn't even hear the music until he was, like, traveling to go to shooting. He was like, yeah, this is this is good. This is all like, right. Keep doing this, John. <laughs> You're doing good, kid. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so good. So good. And I feel like even nowadays, students still are like, can we play this in band? Like, they know this. Even it's though it came definitely. Out way before their lives. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy to think about. As a horn player, did you ever get to play this theme? I think we played, um, like, a medley. But I don't think it was a part of it. Mm, that's yeah. disappointing. He writes such good horn parts. I know! The only time, except, you know, then you get offbeats every other song. Well, you know, you so can't have everything. Whole notes. Um, other fun things about sounds. The T-Rex footsteps were made by the sound of falling trees. Um, huh. T-Rex, the wow. roar, is a combination of a baby elephant, a lion, and a crocodile. And my favorite, which I definitely hear now that I know it, is that the raptor sound is a mix of a walrus and a dolphin. And I'm like, yeah, of course that's what it is. Is That goes like, man, man. The raptor? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I didn't do a good, good job. job. <laughs> I did not do a good job. For the listeners, now you know. Um, oh, there was Wait, one... let me hear your version of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mine's just a wobbly actually. Um, I'm not going to attempt it, so don't even ask. It's okay. I already did your dinosaur sound at the beginning. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the, this is just like a fun thing that happened. We were watching the movie at the end of it, and there were the birds flying by. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, wasn't it like, I I don't remember, but Zach was like, those are herons or something. <laughs> <laughs> we were fighting over what, what birds kind of they were. Was. I don't, they I think, weren't herons. I said, they were like, you I said, said they were pelicans. Pelicans, and, and they were like, herons. No, yeah. herons. I'm like, fine. <laughs> or maybe it was the other way around. It might have been the other yeah, way around. Yeah, I was wrong. I'll They're be the first to admit. Pelicans. Yeah, I don't know. A heron ate my mom's like entire. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say a heron ate my mom, and no, I was like, for someone no, with such a tragic a, mother, she death. had a koi pond, and a blue heron oh, came no, one day and ate sh- all of them. How many they were, were they? like okay like twenty. If you lived nearby someone and they had like a delicious food stuff just like sitting, but. Why would you think there'd be random herons in the middle of like woods? Your parents came and knew the Erie Canal. Not my parents' house. Oh, I don't know where your parents live. We don't not enough. Your parents are like 
koi. <laughs> but like some of those koi were like at least a foot long and it just gobbled them and then it left the biggest one. It like was full and it just took it out and left it to like suffocate on the side. And I'm always <laughs> and thinking more than a heron mafia like this one. Like <laughs> so your mom's I hope it wasn't a heron. I hope it was a pelican. I don't end. know. I Wow. How do you know it was a heron if you didn't see what? She it, saw it like oh. the next day because it came back for more. But it came back for the day. There wasn't much friends. less. <laughs> like, there's That's really sad. Yeah. Koi, koi ponds and koi fish are very cool. You have to put like yeah. a mesh thingy about it, right? Mm-hmm. I think she had one. The heron he was like hungry. Mm-hmm. There was a lot. I don't even know. Like she worked on it for a while. It was beautiful. And oh. I ate the fish. That's so sad. Very sad. <laughs> um, so on to something sillier. We will talk about some of the... Uh, Sequels, I guess, right? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I skipped anything we want to talk about no, this movie. Um, the last thing we'll say is there is a meme about Phil Tippett, the dinosaur supervisor, where he's credited with that at the end, and people have oh, said, yeah. like, Phil, you yeah. had one job, <laughs> and then the dinosaurs go. So apparently Phil Tippett's actual responsibility is that he was, like, completely responsible for making the movements of the dinosaurs' life, like, both CGI and animatronic, and he won his second Oscar for it. But he is annoyed by the memes and thinks they are beyond silly. So apparently, oh, Phil is good with dinosaurs, but not with a sense of humor. Dang. <laughs> I was going to say, I remembered a fun fact, which is that um, when the dino- when the T-Rexes would get wet and they would, oh. like, break for lunch, they would just, like, go off randomly <laughs> and start, like, spazzing and freak people out. Just, like, so it got, like, sh- like, stuck in there. Yeah. Uh, like, the power went out. And yeah. they oh, had to pry no. open the jaws of the T-Rex and somehow, like... It was, went to, like, its resting position, and they thought he was going to get, like, impaled by the poles. But he, luckily, like, it missed him by a couple inches. inches. And so the crew, wow. like, literally pried open the jaws of a 30-foot-tall, like, T-Rex robot. And, <laughs> and got it described my face right in, in the dark. <laughs> Surprise. See, wow. it was the damn hurricane. If you got to go, though, I mean... <laughs> that's a that's quite a way to go. That's quite a way to Didn't go. Didn't someone get their head stuck in a, a shark... Steven Spielberg got his head stuck in Bruce the shark from yeah. Jaws. Wasn't it like him no, and young it was George, George Lucas, Lucas got his head stuck? And they had to, like, they were drunk. <laughs> yeah, Steven Spielberg pried him out. See, that's <laughs> funny. But like Jaws, there's actually very little, like, actual dinosaur footage in this because of how expensive and how much it took to make it. So, but also, it, like, makes you, I mean, like, there's more dinosaurs imagine? in the movie than there is a shark in Jaws, but yeah. a lot of it is, like, the like, human characters. Mm-hmm. So, um... But the sequels, what do you guys think of the sequels? Have you seen them all? Have you seen, seen some of them? Second. I think I've seen the first two. There's three, right? Technically, there's the five first. now, but there's three, and then there's the two I've new seen ones. two Chris Pratt ones. I have yeah. not seen any of the Chris Pratt, Pratt ones. I like the new Jurassic World one, the first Chris Pratt one. Mm-hmm. It's Is it the one where he has a scene where he's like, I'm going to calm down the raptors with meat. my hand? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like... Okay, Chris Pratt. He trains the raptors. Yeah. Do they love him? And he's, like, kind they of do love serious. Him. They're, like, his pets. Yeah. Does and he sick him on somebody? I'm, no. You Two children him. in the kitchen. I was no. like, I'm not watching this no, movie unless he... Chris Pratt makes a velociraptor eat another person. <laughs> he does sick them, and he tries to get them to help the, like, weird Frankenstein creation that they've made. Mm. And they are used to help. Like, oh. take it down. All right. Yeah. I'll think about giving it a It's. I compare it to A New Hope. Not A New Hope. Uh, the What's the next? The most Return recent of, Star Wars one. Uh, the beginning of the trilogy. Uh, Return of the Jedi? 
No, 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 we're talking I'm about dinosaurs. I know, sorry, but I was—I started a sentence and didn't. Mention. I just—if I, she wasn't running away from a T-Rex in heels, that's the only thing that gets me on that one. Yeah. Some people are like really good at heels. Okay, but she's not going to outrun a T-Rex, even if she's got like—if she's—if she's, 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 if she's Usain Bolt, she's still not going to run over on a T-Rex. Yeah. I haven't seen it, so I don't know why. I'm I mean, it's away. just for a short amount of time. Um, why didn't she just kick him off? That would have been fun. The idea is that she's using the T Rex to take down the other one. So, like, they've made this. So, so BD Wong comes back, mm-hmm. and he has made this like new creature mm-hmm. to to like increase visitor uh, depth. People, no people, and they like things have been going really well for the park. It's uh-huh. like Hammond's vision has come to life, but. They've used things like they've mixed a T-Rex and a raptor and all these other things to make it gigantic. Mm-hmm. And like, look, everyone will come see it. So then, of course, something was wrong um, because like it, it wouldn't be a very long movie if it didn't. Mm-hmm. And so then they're like, this thing is coming out and it's killing the other dinosaurs. And then they're like killing people. And, you know, and then Chris Pratt is like the dinosaur wrangler. And he's like, I guess... I have to take care of this. I told you not to make this dinosaur, mm-hmm. but look what you've done. Mm-hmm. You did it. Yeah. Hurrah. But Lost World is interesting because that only came about because they were like, Michael Crichton, this movie was really, really successful. You need to write a sequel. So he was like, uh, okay. <laughs> and then he wrote exactly like, what he was like. I mean, all of his seven foot tall glory. Uh, uh, okay. Fine. <laughs> um, Wait, he's seven feet? He's like, I feel like he's like seven feet tall. Over like, sphere, we were talking ew. about this. Ew! He's <laughs> close to it. Seven but. foot people are fine. Um, That's just real tall. So he had to like completely retcon a lot of the stuff he did at the end of Jurassic Park because he kills Hammond and uh, Dr. Wu and Ian Malcolm. So he was like, well... I guess I didn't kill them, and so let's make <laughs> let's make Malcolm the main character. <laughs> I guess I didn't do that, but yeah. so you you said you've seen Lost World. I yeah, I have it's, also seen Lost oh, World. Okay. It's been a minute, but yeah, that's I've one with seen, the gymnast, right? The girl. Yeah, yeah. All the original, like the older ones, mm-hmm. and I've seen two of the new ones. But like, if you so then that's me, it. Yeah, that's all of them. Oh, have then yes, I, I have seen them yeah. all. But like, I couldn't tell you specifics. Well, so Sorry. the Lost World movie is. Loosely based on Creighton's book. There are... They said that, like, he gave us a good idea. We liked the start of it, and then we were like, let's change all the rest. So, yes, there are a couple paleontologists that go to the island. There are, in the book, two stowaway kids that are there, like, working in the lab for, like, a school project. And they're like, let's get in this thing. And then (laughs) they're stuck. But they they end up being really, really helpful. And then Malcolm goes, um, and... Like, there's, I mean, there's cool scenes. The book certainly doesn't bring the T-Rex to San Diego, though. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, the movie ends when they leave the island. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about, uh, a friend of ours has a podcast called The Smallwood Sessions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they did a whole series about uh, Jurassic Park films. And we all agreed that that is where the lost world ends. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and agree. We don't Isn't it like if you brought a T-Rex to... California or whatever you said. Like, that's very, like, King Kong. 
Yeah. It feels very King I mean, it was like a weird coda at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I just... I just remember the little kid, like, going to his mom, like, there's a T-Rex outside the bed. And then it eats the dog. Unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how many scientists they killed, but yeah. the dog... Dogs, Listen, no. dogs the dog was just, humans, so. Of course, the dog was being, like, held in a dog house outside a very nice house. Like, let your dog in. Mm-hmm. Let your dog into your don't house. Don't make your dog stay in a dog house if you have that place to live in. He wants mm-hmm. to be with you. He wouldn't have gotten you. eaten by the T-Rex. There you go. Maybe this was a ploy. The whole movie was because the owner wanted to get rid of his dog. Uh. So they brought the T-Rex to... America. Uh, I don't think so. Um, The one big, um, let me rephrase it. The second big problem I have with the movie, (laughs) because the first is obviously San Diego ending that does not exist, but definitely um, is that in the book, Sarah Harding is much smarter and like a badass. And it's, she's played by Julianne Moore, who I really like as an actress, but like, in the book, a lot of the problems are caused by the other characters, namely mm-hmm. the men. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. in the movie, they shifted literally, like, and they were, like, various men. So, like, Malcolm caused one problem. Like, a, the research assistant caused, like, another big problem mm-hmm. and all these things. And then in the movie, they were, like, she does this and causes that problem. She, like, did all these things, and they're, like, all caused by her. And I'm, mm-hmm. like, this woman is so dumb. A, she would not be a doctor of paleontology. Mm-hmm. And B, she would not survive this movie because mm-hmm. she's an idiot. But I don't know. Sarah, do you have any thoughts on sequels? I always feel like sequels just have a... T- and I even say as much in our podcast about sequels. Sequels have a tough time keeping up. A Not lot frozen. of times. <laughs> well, a lot of times it's because the fans are like, we love this, we want more. But it's like, yeah, this isn't how we... And well, like, like a story was made, right? And it's like this and is what it encompasses. Now you want more, so and now it's we not have to be like, what you want. It's never going to be exactly it. how you want it. Yeah. Like, well, and you can tell. Like, I mean, Creighton did not intend for it to be a sequel. Mm-hmm. Like, no. he killed the whole scare. Also, in the in the end of Jurassic Park, again, spoilers, but the thing's been out for like thirty years. Yeah. Um, he, they bomb the island to get rid of the dinosaurs. The Costa Rican government is like, no thanks, and they completely bomb the island. <laughs> so, like, just kidding, we didn't. I just, it's a Mm-hmm. But, oh, well. Um, I guess that's it for Jurassic Park. I think we've talked about it yeah. enough. So we only have one tale for today apiece, but we did a longer roundtable. Yeah, I that think, was for you. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're coming to listen to a podcast where the topic is dinosaurs, how can you what do you top- think we're going to talk about? I mean, there's going to be, Park. like, three things that we're going to talk about. That's why we Jurassic travel. Park is going to be one of them. <laughs> and the other one is going to be mine. If that's okay, I'll go, go next. for it. So, uh, first thing that popped into my head when I I suggested let's do dinosaurs. I'll do Land Before Time because it is just classic, classic it nostalgia, is. just so great. Uh, this also was um, suggested by Craig on Facebook, and so when he posted that, I was like, "Haha, I'm doing that one." Craig F. Craig F. <laughs> um, the Land Before Craig Time. F- Sorry. <laughs> Craig. It's an American children's franchise of animation adventure films by Universal Studios, uh, centered on dinosaurs. Who knew? Uh, the series became, uh, began with its first movie, which was released on November 18th, 1988. Hey, Emily, when did you watch that movie? I, I like, when I was, like, recently? Last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I mean, The answer I, you were looking for. I probably watched it when it came out, because I was, like, a little, a little wee child. Yeah. That came up before I was born, and came up before Sarah was born. I was still alive. <laughs> no, you weren't a lot alive, though. <laughs> 
I was a couple years old. We were moderately alive. Um, the film was directed and produced by Don Bluth and executive produced by George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. Like, what? Spielberg? Just the first one. The guy who pulled his face off. That's the guy. Or, or, or. I'm sorry, is that what you're associating Steven Spielberg with? I mean, is the guy? So that's the most memorable that's thing the, about <laughs> Apparently, him being the hands and poltergeist of the face pulling scene is the most We're memorable gonna thing. Haunted houses, right? Uh, the movie was followed by 13 direct to video musicals. When you told me that, I definitely was 13. like, that's a lot. And it's true. 13. Yeah, and so 13. I, Did you say they're all musicals? They're, as well? So there's no songs, like musical, like like singing in the first movie, but there are songs, because I remember them Subsequent. from my childhood, in the other movies. Yeah, because I started singing with you and you were like, what <laughs> is dinosaur? I think I've <laughs> only seen like the oh, second the or dinosaur is. My favorite song is uh, Friends, for Friends for Dinner. Because like, but There's a little baby t rex talking about like eating dinosaurs. Yeah, because so, these they, little babies. The, they all get stuck on an island. Yeah. And they find a baby Tyrannosaurus Rex mm-hmm. and it's teeny tiny and super mm-hmm. cute. But they so they're Brett. like, we're going to raise him or find his parents. We're gonna, yeah, daughter. we're going to be friends with him. And he's like, we're going to have friends for dinner. So he's like going around like friends Collecting for dinner. Collecting berries and stuff. I'm going to have friends for dinner. Like, we don't want to be his like, friends. What if they dinner. chew on me? Like, it's, it's very cute. <laughs> this is my childhood. It's very good. Um, so yeah, the first movie, The Land Before Time Falls, a group of five dinosaurs are trying to make their way to the Great Valley, which, spoiler, becomes their new home, and serves as kind of a starting point for most of the films that follow. I'm going to just talk a little bit about the characters and what dinosaurs there are and some cool fun facts about them. I have a, a memory that I feel like is wrong, but is probably correct. Go ahead. Said. Share Does the, the series end with the comic coming and then no, dying? No, that's my that's series. Sarah's oh, okay. <laughs> but it doesn't end Spoilers. with the comic. And I mean, it ends. We'll get there. Okay, we'll, we'll get, get there. Yeah, we're going to start you're with jumping. Uh, I, I'm sorry. You're doing what Sarah does, which is blah, blah, blah thing. I'm sorry. I felt bad about DuckTales, but I don't feel bad about this. <laughs> it's all right. I, it's good. Um, so the first one, the main character is Littlefoot. He is a brown. Uh, is he brown? Sorry. Tosaurus. Sometimes he's purple. <laughs> A patosaurus. yellow. <laughs> a patosaurus. Uh, I had to, like, write all these out, except for, like, triceratops, because I don't know how to say that. A uh, dinosaur. the lighting. Which means, yeah, so in the movie, like, definitely the colors changed based on what scene is happening. So he's been, like, purple, brown, like, a tingy yellow, but he's mm. brown, according to Wikipedia. Most he would have a different Wikipedia. color and be like, hey, Emily, what color is Littlefoot? <laughs> and it's, like, 11 o'clock, and I'm like, I just want this movie to be over, so I can go to bed. <laughs> Um, just the, watching it like you did as a kid at 11 o'clock. <laughs> I loved watching this movie. That uh, time was eight. <laughs> a patosaurus a means deceptive lizard. They were um, herbivores that had very long necks and lived in North America during the late Jurassic period. Just reminds me of, we watched the movie and when Ducky, who is like the one that talks so much, mm-hmm. she's like, I have a long neck. But she does it, but she like, she like out. stretches her whole body. <laughs> and making like, fun of me because I just did that. Yes, cartoon. She's a cartoon and she's like, she goes, whoop, whoop, me She is the best character. <laughs> in that series. Um, so each of the species of dinosaurs in Land Before Time also has like a nickname and so Littlefoot's species of dinosaurs they're called long necks because they have long necks. What? Um, I think Brilliant. Littlefoot has main character syndrome. He's very nice and he sweet. He has wrinkly face. <laughs> He's also very How very depressed in the have first movie. Him? Yeah, in 88. <laughs> It's been, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. 
uh, where spoilers, 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 spoilers. His mom dies <gasps> in the first movie. It's basically Bambi for dinosaurs. Yeah. Let's be real. This it movie really is, is a thousand years old. And so he's like kind of traveling and trying to find the rest of his his family and like the dinosaurs. And that's when he runs into the second character, which is Sarah. Spelled C-E-R-A with a yellow triceratops. I get it, because she's a triceratops. Yay! Yay! Erica, you got a gold star. Dang. Aww, <laughs> These dinosaurs were also herbivores. Am I saying that right? Yes. I'm not calling them herbivores. Correct. No H. No herbivores. The H is nowhere to be seen. To be heard. Herbivores. Um, that first appeared during the late uh, Maastrichtian stage of the Cretaceous period about 68 million years ago. And what is now North America. Most of these dinosaurs come from North America, but some of them were like from Asia. The name Triceratops literally means three-horned face from ancient words in Greek. I have a three-horned <clears throat> face. And they're called three horns in the movies. Do you? No. <laughs> One, two, hop. Um, <laughs> Sarah's had too much tea today. No, I'm out. <laughs> uh, the character, so Sarah was uh, originally conceived to be a male Triceratops named Bambo, but was changed to a female named Sarah as the suggestion of producer George Lucas midway through the animation of the first movie. Because, like, Triceratops. Clever. Sarah is stubborn. Did you get Erica? I got but, it the first time. And sometimes reckless. She believes she's better than everyone else because that she is a three-horn. They're very, like, she's proud. She's racist, is what it is. Proud species. Call it what it is. She is racist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Um, and so she kind of like is like, I'm better than you and like, I'll find my own way, little foot. Like, I don't need you. You can go on your own. And as the film and the films go on, like, they become really good friends. Didn't the narrator at one point, because I was only half paying attention, but she like, I like the narrator. she's like, I'll find my own way. And then the narrator's like, and Sarah was completely lost. Like, she laid down and wept. <laughs> and then she's just like, <laughs> I don't remember any of this. <laughs> Uh, I remember up. that Littlefoot and Sarah and Ducky existed. Did you ever see and the meme of Littlefoot like about to eat the tree star? He's like, ah. His like so mouth is so big. That's gonna look it up. So, so you tree can stars. See. Tree stars are so great. This is like what the dinosaurs eat, but they're like the most delicious, beautiful, like little thing. As a kid, I wanted to eat trees. The stars. first time. Okay. <laughs> Funny story. Okay, time. If you're an herbivore, there are probably trees that taste better than other yeah, trees. Like the True. leaf like floats down, and it's like. Dappled with the It's like bigger dew. than Littlefoot's body. Like Young wide. Sarah might have gone out to a tree and bit a leaf off it and learned she wasn't a dinosaur. <laughs> that did happen. Good. <laughs> Next up is Ducky. Ducky is a green parasaurolophus. Oh my god. What Paros the heck? Did you look up a video? This. <laughs> I just need you. Sorry you heard all of that, but. <laughs> Parasaurolophus. <laughs> Anyways, this dinosaur sounds like a Harry Potter spell, meaning near-crested lizard. I am trying to present here, you guys. Come on. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, please. I just want You're to... crying. Okay. Wait, Sarah I didn't just show, show me, me the meme of Littlefoot eating a tree star, and it just says, mother effing tree star, bitch. Sounds like a Harry Potter spell, meaning near crested lizard, another um, herbivore that lived in now the now North America, possibly Asia, during the late Cretaceous periods, about six or seventy six point five million years ago. Her species nickname is in the movie ranges from big mouth to duck bill and swimmers, depending on which movie it is. That's why she's called Ducky. Yeah, because she's 
She's just so great. You're so smart, Erica. And Ducky is sweet. She's kind of like the, the starfire of the group. If you remember from Teen Titans. Oh, she's so much more likable than Starfire. Yep, yep, yep. <sighs> nope, she nope, is. nope. She I am, is. I am. <laughs> I am lost. I am. She she's precursor very, to Dory. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's very cheerful and childlike. And often speaks enthusiastically. Uh, replying accepting. Uh, replying in triplets like, yep, yep, yep. And nope, nope, nope. She was one of my favorites as a kid. I think that I liked her and Petrie the best. Spike is a Stegosaurus. That's a good name. <laughs> uh, or Spike Tail from the Greek Stego, which means roof, and Saurus, which means lizard. They are large, heavily roof built. Lizard? Yeah. All right. I guess so. Uh-huh. I don't put those two words together. Mm. I don't speak Latin. It's Greek. No, oh, I thought you said Latin. All right. I don't speak, <laughs> I mean, I don't speak Latin I don't speak either. Greek either. <laughs> Sorry, I don't go speak on. Go on. <clears throat> lizard. Um, they were heavily built. Um, quadrupeds with round backs, short forelimbs, and long hindlimbs, and tails that were held high in the air, and they had spikes on them. Um, My favorite was the one you said and then went away from, which was Petrie. Petrie's next. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm almost there. Um, Spike was discovered in the first movie alone. He was kind of abandoned in, like, a patch of grass. So Ducky kind of finds him and, like, watches him hatch. And, he's, and she's like, oh, you are a Spike tail. We will be, you will be my brother, and I will call you Spike. And then he, he proceeds to eat his, like, <laughs> nest. grass nest. Like, he was hungry. He was hungry. Constantly hungry. But he can usually be seen eating. He's very laid back and rarely speaks, communicating mostly in grunts or scat singing. Same. Um... The first one he ever says is Ducky, though, when she's in trouble. <laughs> uh, I was like, don't look fact, at her, don't look at her. And then I did. Spike's design was based on uh, Blue's pet, Chow Chow, Chubby, uh, with the director commenting that he has a personal fondness for the character um, and calls him a pure soul. Mm. And uh, just, like, he's just a really good good character. I don't, I'm sorry. He was booting all the animals up so that they could get tree stars, and once he got some leaves, he... Let them in the first one. Oh, yeah, and I would too. You guys are on your own. I got my stars. (laughs) Uh, And last but not least, um, is Petrie. He is a brown reddish uh, pterodon. No, no, no. He's a pterodon. Which is the the, the, the misnomer. You think he's a pterodon. Oh, right, right, right. He's not. Again, it's been about 32 years since I've seen this. You're not that old. That reminds me of the scene (laughs) without the little not pterodactyls, and they are trying to get the red berry. The little not pterodactyls. Oh my god, the The one grabs the butt of that, and it's like, meh. That's a P tree pterodon, because it's a silent P, P tree. Yeah. I think it's Yeah. You're here. You're engaged. Um, no, I love it. In, <laughs> in the in the movies, they're they're uh, referred to fly, as flyers. If wow. you didn't get One the puns time. of their names, I am here for you. <laughs> uh, they lived during the late Cretaceous period, geologically part of North America, uh, which they were in found presently in Kansas, Alabama, Nebraska, Wyoming, and South Dakota. Um, these species are called uh, hmm, pterodons, which include some of the largest known flying reptiles with wingspans up to over 7 meters, 23 feet. Angels in the outfield. <laughs> now, pterodons or uh, pterosaurs are not dinosaurs. By definitions, uh, they don't belong to Get one of the two here. groups. We don't talk about them in this podcast. I'm being then. racist against the no. pterodons. No, being is so great he's so, Species. he's got a squeaky Species. voice and he made me laugh. Yes. I like Petrie because his voice was squeaky. Was, yeah. The, there's two different, like, groups of dinosaurs, and it doesn't fall in either of those. I'm not going to even try to say these because they're complicated. That's fair. Um, Who's your favorite character? Well, I like Ducky. Yeah. Yeah. She's to. good. She's pure. She's wonderful. Um, yep, yep, yep. Petrie is very talkative and has a squeaky voice <laughs> and often speaks in broken English. 
Um, and last but not least, uh, there's shark dudes, which are the big, uh, big baddies Ooh. of the movies. They are shark, shark bait, <laughs> and they are the they are the uh, Transformers Rex, and they never speak or talk to anybody, and they just always want to eat people. They're the worst, yeah. mindless consumers. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's um, this was the highest grossing animated film of all time until The Little Mermaid came out in 1989. Um, Littlefoot was originally going to be called Thunderfoot, but a Triceratops from a different book already had that name. An early working title for the film was The Land Before Time Began. I like that they took out Began. Me too. But then Land Before Time 12 doesn't really have a good ring to it. No, but it's like Land Before Time 12, the big frost. Land Before Time. Land Before Time. What's that thing in the sky? Oh, no. There's going to be aliens at some point. Oh, Oh, God. No. (laughs) Speaking of weird dinosaurs, yeah, Sarah, yeah, I get to go second. So I mean, I I loved dinosaurs as a kid because that's a thing that kids loved. Not necessarily because I specifically love dinosaurs, but dinosaurs are cool and I like them. Um, and as a kid, I can remember watching the thing that I'm going to talk about, which is the dinosaurs TV show with my parents. It's such a weird show, and yeah, always being like. Uh, kind of like, I don't know if I should be watching this. Like, it seems like for kids, but then it also kind of does that. And it, like, skirts the line. And, I mean, I did some research, and there's... I haven't... I didn't watch very much of it. Also, the animatronics kind of freaked me out. Like, if you go back and listen to our holiday episode when I talk about Rudolph and, like... kind of the same idea. Yeah. I think that Dinosaurs is one of those shows that if you were to show it to, like, a kid... Nowadays, they'd be like, this what isn't is real. This? What, what, what is this? Well, I was this was like on peering, television? I was peering over Sarah's shoulder, and she was watching some clips, and there's like a guy in a plaid, and it was like a dinosaur. Yeah, they were like And people. I'm like, what the heck is this? I, I never I watched it. I am like, not the mom. Yes, no. that's the most distinct thing that I remember, mm-hmm. which is that the baby... Is annoying. He sounds like Hits Elmo. The oh, yeah. father with many, many things. Yeah, he was a brat. hands, baseball bats, yeah. Juice across the room. He's super into it. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So, Dinosaurs is, uh, or Dinosaur? I think it's Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yeah. Is an American family sitcom series that aired on ABC from April 26th, 1991 through October 19th, 1994. With reruns on Disney Channel. Um, The show's about a family of anthropomorphic dinosaurs portrayed by puppets. Produced by Michael Jacobs Productions and Jim Henson Television hmm. in association with Walt Disney. And, and it was terrifying. It was. Also weirdly funny sometimes. Yeah. The dinosaurs are animatronic Stone Age working class family created by Jim Henson for Disney. Incredibly overweight, even for a dinosaur, Earl Sinclair is married to Fran and tries and fails to support his kids, 14-year-old Valley Girl Charlene, 16-year-old Robbie, um, widowed cranky grandma Ethel Phillips and uh, baby Sinclair, who we talked about, whose catchphrase is not the mama and hits his dad all the time. Um, what a jerk. It's so weird. It is. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, new stories written at the time of the show's premiere highlighted Dinosaurs' connection to Jim Hansen, Jim Henson, who died the year before. Hmm. He conceived the show in 1988, adding he wanted it to be a sitcom, but about a family of dinosaurs. All right. It literally is like sitcom with a dinosaur yeah. mask. 
like uh, skin. They're wearing like people clothes, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like again, this this dad, this overweight dad, is like in a red plaid. He just He's is like, like a human dad, but it's a dinosaur. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's really weird. I'm like, what is this show? Okay, back to Littlefoot. <laughs> <laughs> Until the success of The Simpsons, according to Alex Rockwell, a vice president of the Henson organi- organization. People thought it was a crazy idea, and they were right. <laughs> yep. um, ratings suffered from the show being moved uh, to many different time slots on the network, and the animatronics used were extremely expensive, which caused it to be canceled. Um, it's set in 6 billion and 3 BC on Pangaea, <laughs> like you do. <laughs> Characters and family names throughout the series often refer to petroleum companies and or petroleum products. Sinclair, Phillips, Hess, BP, Richfield, and Ethel. <laughs> um, the show had four seasons and 65 episodes, which is just nuts. That, yeah, it's crazy. They had that I met and read through like some of the plots, and it's like stereotypical sitcom plots. Oh, yeah, they just happen to be dinosaurs. flavored yes. Yeah. Um, the puppets are terrifying, though, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although Dinosaurs is targeted at a family audience, the show touched upon multiple topical issues, which include environmentalism, endangered species, women's rights, sexual harassment, LGBT rights, objectification of women, censorship, civil rights, body images, stereo use, uh, steroid use, not stereo. <laughs> Turn that music down! <laughs> uh, drug uh, abuse, racism, peer pressure, rights of indigenous people, corporate crime, government interference, and parenting and pacifism. This yes. sounds like Jagged Little Pill. Yikes. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, but Jagged Little Pill is a two and a half hour musical and Dinosaur has got four seasons to do all that. I make a joke. <laughs> um, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but nobody's probably going to go no and watch the show. No. Even though it just recently came to Disney Plus. Of course it did. On January 29th of this year. <laughs> the series finale. Say no one cares about the spoiler. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. <laughs> The series finale of Dinosaurs titled Changing Nature depicts the irresponsible actions of the dinosaurs towards their environment and ensuing ice age, which leads to their demise. Series producer Michael Jacobs said that when he proposed it to ABC... To end the series with the suggestion that all the characters die in a mass extinction event, they balked at first. It wasn't until Jacobs told them, it's not the cast that we're trying to destroy, it's the entire world. My source for doing this is history. (laughs) He's not wrong. No. Um, The full-size dinosaur costumes came in two parts, a full-body suit and separate animatronic head. The head contained radio-controlled motors that moved the jaw, lips, eyes, and eyebrows. For up-close speaking and lip-syncing, the heads were separated and operated by a team of puppeteers. So just, like, too much effort. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 65 episodes, eh? <laughs> 65 episodes. They're, like, 23-minute episodes. That's a lot. A lot of effort, a lot of money. I mean, it's interesting, yeah. I guess, but it's also creepy, and it could have just been a regular sitcom. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you're thinking in the terms of, like, Jim Henson's mind, he made a lot of things, like, that <coughs> shouldn't have been as cute. Like, really cute. Yes. So, maybe, because they did it after he died, he envisioned, like... Something else. Cutesy monsters, maybe? And, Mm -hmm. like, they weren't so weird and really hard to do. Like, maybe... I'm not saying, like, Sesame Street level, but maybe they were... I don't know. Less than that. (laughs) bunch of things that came together and didn't quite, I think, congeal in the way that they were hoping. I think he probably wanted to make, like, a Muppet Flintstones... That would be funny. Yeah, yeah, that seems more The animatronics 
the I remember seeing of, it as mm-hmm. I was growing up, and I was. I, I watched was like, some what? clips, and I was like, "This is exactly what I remember." I thought I was hallucinating. Yeah, no, it's it's the same. <laughs> it doesn't give you that warm feel that like sitcoms are supposed to. You're just no. kind of like, I need a shower now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, one last fun fact, and then it's all you or it's honorable mentions. Probably um, so. Jacobs stated that the popularity of the baby character contributed to the network allowing the creators to run the show as they saw fit, stating, as long as the baby hits the father over the head with a pot, we could use that to hide anything. Yeah. Which is I remember the merchandise, though. That thing was everywhere. Mm -hmm. And you could get one that went, no, the mama, no, the mama. You'd, like, press the button or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never watched this. Game, you didn't. So. I, I really think it was, yeah. Need to. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think it, you can't talk about dinosaurs without mentioning this one. For sure. Because it was very much in the pop culture, like, world at the time. I couldn't but. believe, when I read that it was on Disney+, Plus and they had moved it there, like, January of this year, I was like, why? Some kids are going to, like, stumble on that and be like, what is what? happening? What happened in the 90s? I mean, that's 90s? what we were like when we watched it what in the 90s in as the well. in the 90s? And... <laughs> yeah. But, I yeah, so that. Dinosaur, even though I maybe, it wouldn't be my favorite. favorite. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> it was the Dinosaur. Was, we didn't have a All lot of them. TV in our house growing up. We had, like, yeah. PBS. Mm-hmm. We had whatever was on ABC on the weekends. And so anything that our parents kind of allowed us to watch with them, even if we didn't get it, we kind of was like, yeah. yeah. So I, I had the association of, like, watching my parents and being like, right. this is weird, but I'm not going to say anything because I get to watch TV right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I hear you. That's interesting. Well, so uh, Emily did a poll-ish of some honorable oh, mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or recommendations. Mm-hmm. What, do we, what do we got? Mm-hmm. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I have to pull it up. My bad. I would have had it ready. Oh my gosh. How dare. Yeah. Um, well, I have honorable a, mentions if she's Go not ready. for it. Yeah, sure. go ahead. So I said, of course, Barney the Dinosaur. Ugh. Syracuse's super famous dinosaur barbecue, where if never, the food is good, but ordering it is like going through a car wash. It's just like chaotic. Well, probably not That's now true. because of COVID, but yeah, like no, I've I never agree. had a good ordering experience at Dinosaur. It's, um, yeah, I mean, the the waiters, the servers are kind of brass, mm, brash, mm-hmm. but in, it's, like, part of the charm. They'll sit down and be like, what do you want? Yeah, <laughs> and you're Paul, like, yeah. Paul says dinosaur barbecue. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the dinosaur radio station with Bob Brown? Yes, know. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Good Dinosaur, there's a Doctor Who episode that has a dinosaur on a spaceship. I have that done, too. Yoshi. And poly- you can polymorph into a T-Rex in D&D. Those are my honorable mentions. Yeah. Like there Becky does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Becky. Did you find them? Um, uh, yeah. And so there wasn't very many. Uh, there was Land Before Time, like I mentioned. Um, Craig. Uh, Craig. Paul said yeah. barbecue. Diane was the one who was like, Jurassic Park scared me when I was a kid. <laughs> it scared me. Um, <laughs> and then someone said, secret dinosaur cult. But I don't know what that is. Or I don't know if I... I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's a podcast or like a TV what about, show. What's the one from Toy Story? Rex? Rex, Oh, yeah. I was thinking that when I was packing up today. I was like, that, I gotta remember to write that down. But I also Did said, I, I said, Barney the Dinosaur, Reptar from Rugrats, Dino from the Flintstones, Godzilla. Dino. Dino. Son of nutcracker. <laughs> a cat. Um, the Doctor Who episode, uh, which is Dinosaur on a Spaceship, season seven, episode two. And of course... Gravity Falls, season oh one, episode 18. God. Land Before Swine. Uh, there are dinosaurs frozen Ugh. and tree sap under, underground in the abandoned mines. And they go find them. And then later in the episode, Garkle Stan punches a pterodactyl in the eye. 
as he's trying to save his great grandkids, grandkids, nephews, 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 nephews. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't have a lot of honorable mentions myself. Um, a lot books? of them are. I do have some books. Mm-hmm. Um, they're more honorable mentions of like things I've wanted to read but haven't yet. Yeah, so that's one fair. is called The Many Colored Land. Colored spelled the British way. Um, I saw that you had that on Goodreads. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's supposed to be um, like uh, people are going through a a time tunnel to the distant past. So, you know, obviously they have to encounter dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. There was a very mediocre show called Terra Nova that had a similar premise to it that was on for like a season or two. Um, Also, I know Ray Bradbury has a short story called A Sound of Thunder that this kind of a similar idea. And then um, uh, Journey of the Sun of the Earth, which I have oh, yeah. read Jules Verne, but I haven't read that one. Um, so that's kind of the ones I could think of. I think there's another one like that called Ilium. Paper Girls. Paper Girls Paper has Girls dinosaurs. Paper Girls dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. No, I talked about Paper Girls before. We did. They're good. Um, I lied. Ilium is not that far back. Ilium, of course, is Trojan War, and I should have known that because of the Greek, but I didn't. My bad. Um, I also love dinosaur barbecue, though. Mm. So I would eat some dinosaur barbecue, even though we had dinner right before we started. Yeah, dinosaur <laughs> barbecue is great. Yeah. And there, you can buy the barbecue sauce in a lot of mm-hmm. uh, grocery stores around the country now. Are there any dinosaur sport teams? Toronto Raptors. Is that a basketball team? It is a basketball Sounds team. like a basketball team. <laughs> um, I had that one real fast, and now I can't think of it. There's other ones. I, I don't know. But. Um, the My favorite soccer team, Arsenal, they're, they're the, are like the gunners, because um, like it used to be where like the artillery and stuff was built in that part of London, and their mascot is Gunnersaurus. <laughs> He's cute. <laughs> He's a big, they got rid of him and then they didn't and then a player like started to pay for him and all this stuff but there's a whole thing with Gunnersaurus but he's like a brontosaurus so he's a really long neck and I feel like the person's head is probably like somewhere around like Gunnersaurus's like shoulders yeah so yeah. I heard that beep no <laughs> it's fine <laughs> alright alright um, so now that we all want barbecue sauce <laughs> yep so we'll finish up with mine is vest I like how we started with, like, scary dinosaurs, and then we went to, like, ah, like, Land Before Time, and then we got yours that are just weird. Weird, weird. Yeah. So mine is not like any of those things. So it's a book that came out last year called uh, The Doors of Eden by one of my favorite authors, Adrian Tchaikovsky. Yo! Um, if you listen to our first episode, I talked about Children of Time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not reading this with the intention of talking about it because I had no idea that they had dinosaurs in it. But it does, so here we are. It counts! Uh, so here's here's the like official synopsis. Um, Lee's best friend went missing on Bodmin Moor four years ago. She and Mal were chasing rumors of monsters when they found something all too real. Now Mal is back, but where has she been and who is she working for? When government physicist K. Amal Khan is attacked, the security services investigate. This leads MI5's Julian Sabreur deep into terrifying new territory where he clashes with mysterious agents of an unknown power who may or may not be human. <laughs> and Julian's only clue is some grainy footage showing a woman who supposedly died on Bodmin Moor. Khan's extra-dimensional research was purely theoretical until she found cracks between a world and countless others. Parallel Earths where monsters live. These cracks are getting wider every day, so who knows knows what might creep through or what will happen when those walls come crashing down. Ooh. So this book is like 
you know what? Let's make alternate timelines in multiple parallel universes. And like also keep most of the story like in today's world. And then he throws time travel in towards the end of it. Because <laughs> why not? So it's a lot. Like it's hard sci-fi in the way that there is a lot of science in it. But it's not the hard sci-fi of like um, like the, the calculations of like if you were to read something where they're talking about like. Um, math. space travel and math mm-hmm. and things like that. It's more what-if questions. So um, if you don't know anything about Tchaikovsky and haven't listened to our first episode, that is fine. So <laughs> I will tell you a little bit. He's a, He was a, a zoology major, and he's really into animals and bugs and things like that. So he basically said, like, he was inspired by the what-if questions about the millions of years of evolution. So he has all these, like, parallel universes that are just, like, two or three um, page like vignettes between the chapters of like the main action mm-hmm. and it's a different like world of earth like a different universe but something slightly different happened in evolution to make something else mm. the dominating force so humans don't always end up like on these earths in fact very few of them have humanoid type creatures so like oh. one of them is he just like diverts it slightly so like the first one is what if trilobites grew larger and became the dominating species? <laughs> and because, like, trilobites were, like, indestructible, they basically live forever and are just, like, going off into space doing their <laughs> own thing. And it's silly. And he does it, like, in a comedic way. Like, mm-hmm. you probably weren't expecting, like, giant space-floating trilobites. But here we are. <laughs> like, and then, like, and then he has, like, another one of, like, what if sea creatures move to land slightly earlier? And so then, like, they become the dominating species, but they're really just kind of, like, slug-like and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is, like, what if the Ice Age killed more species and then stuff just never came back? So... Most of the story is the stuff about, like, Lee and Mal, who are, like, two of the main characters, and then um, Dr. Khan. And they're trying to explore, like, these cracks in the universe that are coming. And so it's, like, alternate timelines, but also the timelines are where this evolution skips things. So, and at one point, like, Lee gets stuck. Like, they try and help her and have her, like, jump through a door into another universe to save her from the people that are like trapping her and they end up accidentally sending her to like this place that's like the coldest place and there's still like dinosaurs and she almost gets trampled by like a <laughs> like a brontosaurus like thing that just never went away and she's like what the heck like she's running around and she'd been in like the summer in london and then all of a sudden she's in like negative 30 like cold and she's just running as fast as she can oh and like God. the henchmen come with her and like they're joking like that they become the first people to ever be killed by a dinosaur because they just get like and like one of them tries to like shoot them so then the rest of the dinosaurs come and just like eat them of course, like, of course. and then she gets like thrown into another timeline like what is happening okay so she finds like i'm like how does she not die I guess yeah she so they out, like, like right as she's like dying like in getting hypothermia like they catch her and they pull her a different mm-hmm. place so I wanna write this um yeah it's like like with anything tchaikovsky writes like it's a thinker but it's not so bogged down in things that you're like, Ugh. I will say by the end, like I was trying to, like we had a basketball game out in the background and my husband was talking to me and I'm like, I need to stop. I need to think like what's happening. Um, but there There's are so many worlds. Yeah. There, and there are some cool, like he's always really good about explaining 
um, species and he kind of creates his own of like, well, what if this happened? You know what? I think they would be like this. And one land, like cats are the main species, like tigers and lions and things. Mm -hmm. And like, they're basically treated like gods and like the monkeys are like their servants and like (laughs) help them do tools because the cats still don't have opposable thumbs. (laughs) So they like enlist like an army of monkeys to like build them things and stuff. And like, it's literally... That section is, like, four pages of the book. But some of the worlds come back and are really important. And some of them are just, like, funny things. He was like, I'm going to write a few pages about this world. Because it's mean, funny and it's I have like, this idea. Yeah, you can just go through a portal. You can go wherever, right? Right, yeah. So, yeah. and when they go through, though, they're still in, like, what would be London. And so sometimes they're, like, if it's not two different, they're looking for the Thames, like, to help them geographically. But sometimes the River Thames is not like evolved that way so it's like in a different place and they think they're going one way and then they're actually like off where they were because they're like wait the river's over there it's not supposed to be there (laughs) so and it's also the first time that at least i've read of his i know he doesn't have many that like take place in like current times Mm -hmm. normally he's creating just a world and that's what it is but it's really really good book um if you don't like Stuff like that. You're not going to just... This isn't going to be a book that you like. But if you are, like, really Us. into sci-fi and, like, fantasy and just, like, something really, really unique, it's a, an excellent book. And I also, like, like he's a really diverse cast in it. So the main characters on the back of the book, and I don't know if it's just because people are terrible and they want to sell more copies. It says her best friend, like, uh, Lee and Mal are a lesbian couple. Like, that's just... They, like, don't tell their parents, but other, like the book they're just a couple mm-hmm. and then dr khan who's like the other main character is a transgender woman and so like there you see the different perspectives of <laughs> like people being really terrible to her and then she like at one point she's kind of captured and they keep giving her men's clothes and uh-huh. so like he kind of but he writes about it and deals like with how she's like fighting back and she's like no i don't care if you put me in a suit like my name is Kay. like you will not call me this name and yeah. so um he like tackles a lot of different things and he has like just it's a lot of interesting characters. the political issues. Yeah, like, but he does it in a really natural way. And mm-hmm. just, like, some of the characters, like, you read from, like, the henchmen's perspectives of the people trying to, like, the villains. And they keep, keep saying, like, they keep calling Kay him. And, like, even they're like, oh, wait, I guess it's, I guess he's not a him. I don't really know. And she's just like, no, I'm not. Like, and so it's really dealing with it. And then she, like, as she goes to New World, she's like, these people, they don't care. Like, I want to stay here. Like, this is way better. Like, you know, so there's, like, some humanoid people from other worlds. There's another, like, world that has, like, these hybrid like rat people that are about half the size of a human so i don't know teenage mutant mutant ninja turtle-esque and like but they're overcrowded so like their kings dress up as like in really wide elaborate clothing to take up more space Mm. so it's all about like space there and they're trying to find a new place to live so Mm. there's a lot of different posing forces but it's really really good it's about 600 pages long how long is the book it sounds interesting yeah it's there was a time while I was reading, I was like, this could be a little bit shorter. Like, they could have taken out this, this, and this. And then I got to the end, I was like, oh, no, that was really important. Like, I see why it was the length mm-hmm. it was. It was definitely a journey. It's a one and done, though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see him coming back to it, though. Yeah. I have to finish Mistborn first. <laughs> yeah. I have to say children of time. <laughs> yeah. I really, really liked it. Um... Yeah, and I could see him coming back to this world. Mm-hmm. He releases, like, two or three books a year. He's, like... The Stephen King of fantasy sci-fi. Yeah, Yeah, like, he really, he is a crazy output, so. 
But yeah, yeah so I, that's Doors of Eden by Adrian Tchaikovsky. I yeah, cool. I want to. I want to read I'll it. Read it's it. cool. Yeah, it sounds good. It is a very good book. Um, and I just finished it this week, so I was like, oh, cool, dinosaurs. Dinos. Who knew? They're there, but they're not like a huge part. But it is a big part, and I don't know. The I mean, space you trying to talk about something that you really like. I yeah, just talked about true. something that had dinosaurs that freaked me out when that's I was a true. kid. That's true. They didn't have spacefaring trilobites. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely. That sounds like a good book. It, I feel yeah, like it when you good. describe a book that you're really passionate about, it always sounds really good. I try. I like the okay. grown-up version of Reading Rainbow. <gasps> dun, uh, dun dun dun. Today, I just I bought a book on. My for my nook, it was a dollar, and it's a um, new speculative fiction by uh, authors of color called New Sons, and it is edited by LeVar Burton. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, it's a dollar, da, I will buy this. So I bought it last good. night. Yeah, that's I used to though. love when da, the kids da. would talk about the books. I was yeah, like, I'm so into this. And you were like, and then four. it would be another kid, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when the kids were talking. I Arthur. try to be honest, like with the books, though. Like if you don't like sci-fi, you're not going to like this book. But you also but love sci-fi. I you love sci-fi. Talk about books that you like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I'm not going to recommend something that I, I can't. I can't talk passionately about a book that I'm just like meh, mm-hmm. <laughs> meh, meh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there's dinosaurs. I had Land Before Time. I had Dinosaurs, the TV show. Woo! And I had Doors of Eden, or The Doors of Eden. Sorry, forgot my The articles. It's like The the Siren The Doors of Eden. Yeah. One day you're going to read that book. (laughs) One day, but today's not that day. Not today. It's too late. Not today. We're just about at our normal time for a podcast. (laughs) That's fine. It's all good. Um, Thanks for listening, pals. Yeah. And Tune in next time yeah. for a little spookiness. It's going to be great. That's right. We have Stephen King coming. Yeah. It's going to be, be great. We're going to pretend we're not crazy, though. Bye. 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 Bye.